0: It's a dreary, rainy afternoon as you sit in your tent near the town of Bethel. You're Abram, and you're poring over your records of your livestock. Since you followed God's command to leave your home, He has blessed you greatly. New sheep keep popping up every day, and you're not sure where you're going to put them all. As if they were reading your mind, two little lambs wander into your tent. One of the shepherds runs in and apologizes profusely for the interruption as he scoops up the lambs and takes them back outside. You are thankful for how many sheep you have, but it is causing problems with Lot, your nephew. Now that you both have so many sheep, there doesn't seem to be enough space for everyone. The sheep are producing conflict between the shepherds every day. First, there was the dispute over where all the sheep would get water. Then... When several sheep got sick, lot shepherds blamed your sheep for the illness. On top of that, your shepherds are complaining that lot sheep are too loud and causing anxiety in your sheep. You didn't know sheep could feel anxiety, but you learn something new every day. As you turn back to your records, you're interrupted again when one of the shepherds comes in complaining and says, They're at it again. They keep running our sheep off from the water. (sighs) You instruct the shepherd to ask Lot to come to your tent. It's time for this conflict to be dealt with. What should you do? I'm Pastor Michael, and this is Chicken and Waffles, the Bible podcast for preteens, where learning and obeying God's word creates preteens that are unique and unforgettable just like chicken and waffles. What is up everybody? Pastor Michael here, and I am so glad that you're joining me for another episode of Chicken and Waffles. Hey, shout out to Eliza, Kate, and Bennett. I heard from your mom the other day that you guys enjoy listening to chicken and waffles on the way home from school and then talk about it afterwards. You know, I love that you're willing and able to use your brain after a full day of school. Wow. Thank you. You know what? If I had some chicken and waffle stickers, I'd come to your house right now and put them on your foreheads. Now, I don't know why I'd put them on your foreheads. That just seems like that would be fun to do but I appreciate you guys listening. Now, we are continuing on with our series on Abraham, and in Genesis 13, we find old Abe in some conflict with his nephew, Lot. Now, they've both grown wealthy, and they've got a lot of sheep. That seems normal, right? Can you imagine if we got wealthy today, we just had lots and lots of sheep? Yeah, that wouldn't really work. But that was the case for them. And their two sets of sheep, otherwise known as herds, uh, are, were crowding each other out. And the result was that there was constant arguing and fighting and bickering between their shepherds. Now, as the leader of the family, Abram could have just laid down the law and told Lot, "'Hey, your sheep don't matter as much as my sheep. "'They got to get out of here.'" Or he could have just told Lot what to do. Or he could have yelled at him until his face turned red. He could have done a lot of different things. But let's find out what decision he made. So we're going to read Genesis chapter 13, verses 8 and 9. Finally, Abram said to Lot, "'Let's not allow this conflict to come between us or our herdsmen. "'After all, we are close relatives.'" The whole countryside is open to you. Take your choice of any section of the land you want, and we will separate. If you want the land to the left, then I'll take the land on the right. If you prefer the land on the right, then I'll go to the left. All right, so as we jump into this passage, what is our first question? I want you to say it real quick. What's our first question that we ask? What does it mean? That's right, that's our chicken question. Now, i got a question for you. When you're in conflict with one of your family members, how does it normally go? You know, is it filled with peace and are you understanding? And and does everyone have a fair share of expressing their thoughts? Or do you yell and they're screaming, maybe some fighting and even somebody getting some noogies in there, right? Maybe you say something incredibly unkind, Yeah, maybe does that better describe what happens when you're in conflict? You know, I told y'all that I grew up, I had a pretty cool brother, right? He was a little bit older than me, but we didn't always get along. And one time I remember I was in his room. Now, I don't remember why I was in his room, but as the younger brother, you know what my job was always is annoying my older brother, right? That, That is, I joke with my oldest son that that is the job of every younger brother, to annoy their older brother is that the right job to have no but it's just the job that younger brothers take up and i was in his room and i annoyed him about something i don't remember what but i made him mad and then he made me madder and then you know it just kept escalating and there were some there was some yelling some unkind things being said and finally i was like i'm through with this and i walked across the hallway to my room and I slammed the door in his face because he wasn't about to let me get get away, right? And I thought I had the last word. But then, then he just kicked my door and cracked it. He cracked my door. And, you know, that's the way it happens sometimes in families, right? Family isn't always pretty. My family wasn't always pretty. We got along, but it wasn't always pretty. And I'm betting your family's not always pretty either, and that sometimes y'all don't get along. So what can we learn from Abram from this passage? Well, what we see that he did first is that he took the initiative with Lot. Now, that's a big word. What does that mean? Basically, it just means that he went first. He realized there was a problem. That problem needed to be solved. There was conflict going on. So he moved first to fix it. But then after he took the initiative, you know what he did? He spoke calmly. He didn't let his emotions get the best of him. He didn't accuse Lot of purposely doing this or that to be a problem. He didn't use flare words like never or always. You know, that's something we talk about in our family. We don't use flare words um, like we don't say, hey, you always do this or you never do that because you know what? That never produces a good result. And I just use the word never. Oh, well, well. And so he took the initiative, he spoke calmly, he controlled his emotions, but then he also chose the relationship over winning. You know, Abe could have chosen whatever land he wanted first. He was the guy in charge, but he allowed Lot to choose first. Abram purposely put himself in the position to not get what maybe he wanted because he believed his relationship with Lot was more important. Now, do you know why typically whenever I get into an argument or conflict with someone, why I think I've got to win and I've, I fight to win? Well, it's because in that moment, I'm thinking, hey, the only person that's looking out for me is me. Right? And that's often why people try and win. That's why you try and win. That may be why someone you're arguing with is trying to win because they think nobody else is looking out for them. They've got to look out for themselves. But you know what? God's word tells us over and over that he is watching over his people and he's going to take care of them. And so Abram chose to be like, Hey, Lot, I'm going to let you take the first stab at this and I am going to take whatever is left because he valued the relationship, and he was trusting God. Now, what was what was the result? Well, Lot looked at all the land, and you know what? He saw that some of the land was a lot better than the others, and he went, I'm taking that right there. Give me the good stuff. But the relationship was saved between him and Abram. And then God spent four verses telling Abram, that he was going to take care of him, that Abram didn't have anything to worry about. Remember, that's what we talked about. We're not the only ones looking out for ourselves. God is looking out for us so we can trust him even in the middle of conflict. Here's what I want you to remember. A big idea is that a calm response can eliminate conflict. Wow, right? You don't have to respond angrily or with a lot of emotion when you're in conflict. That often just makes it worse. If you respond calmly, it can eliminate that conflict. What should I do? That's our second question today, because I want you to remember that learning the Bible should affect the decisions I make and the actions I take. Now, I'm guessing in your family that y'all don't get into a lot of fights concerning who's got too many sheep. Okay. I don't know your families probably, but I'm just guessing that's not the case. What does this look like maybe more in your family? Well, let me tell you briefly in my own family, right? I've got one preteen who's 12 and I've got one former preteen who is 13 in my family. So we're right there with you guys. And you know what? My younger son, he is on the severe end of the autism spectrum. And so he, you know, he has some challenges that he faces. And one of those is that mentally he kind of functions at a younger age. And so right now he is at that stage where he loves to get his brother's attention by doing something that annoys him. Right. I told you little brothers, their main job is to annoy their older brothers. Well, that's what Daniel loves to do. He loves to bug Zachary. And he does it when Zachary's playing mini hoop in our kitchen and Daniel will get the rebound. And then instead of like shooting the ball or giving it back to Zachary, you know what he does? He runs away with it. Yes, he runs away with it. And then Zachary's like, what? No, give me my ball back. You know, bring it back. And uh, so it gets a little animated there. And then he'll like chase after him and like tackle him and try and get the ball back. And then there's wrestling match and all of the things that come with having boys and so finally he gets the ball back then he goes back and shoots and guess what daniel does it again and they start the whole circle all over again well the other day zachary i was playing mini hoop with him and daniel got the ball and he ran off and i was like zachary hold up let's just look at him just look at him don't say a word just look at him and guess what daniel looked at us And then he hopped up and he brought the ball back to us. There was no yelling. There was no fighting. There was no wrestling. He just brought it back. It was amazing. A calm response took away all of the conflict. So here's my challenge for you. The next time you've got a family member that makes you mad, okay, because it's going to happen, I want you to take a deep breath and respond calmly. Okay, so you might have a little brother who loves to come into your room. So instead of yelling at him like you probably always do, get out of my room, you can just walk calmly to your mom or your dad, say, hey, this is what's happening. Little bro keeps coming in my room. Can you help me with this? And guess what? Your mom and dad's going to be able to help you with that. And then no drama or say your big sister comes up to you and accuses you of taking something of hers that you didn't take. Well, instead of raising your voice and calling her a liar and yelling at her, you could calmly just say, hey, I didn't take it, but I'll be happy to help you find it. Okay, you see how that could diffuse that conflict? Or maybe your cousin's visiting and you're playing basketball out on the driveway and he makes fun of you because you dribble the ball off your foot. You know, it happens. It happens to me. I'm pretty sure it happens to you. But instead of immediately, you know, uh, insulting him back and saying that you're the worst basketball player in the history of all of basketball, you could say, hey, man, that's not cool. We don't put people down at our house. And then just keep playing. Now, do you see in each of those instances... You have eliminated the conflict by having a calm response. Proverbs 15.1 A gentle answer deflects anger, but harsh words make tempers flare. Hey, I bet you don't always like that conflict, right? Well, take a step back and go, hey, if I respond differently, I bet it could be a little bit more peaceful. Family relationships are hard, but that's normal. That's all right. You have a role to play in that. And so I'm going to encourage you to be like Abram. Take the initiative and give a calm response so that your family might experience a little bit more peace. Wouldn't that be great? Yeah. Hey, and if you're the little brother out there like me, don't go annoying your big brother. That's not cool. I think he needs a little space. Thank you for joining me today. You know, whether you're on your way home from school like Eliza, Kate and Bennett, or you're on your way to school, or you're just chilling in your room, I want you to know that God sees you, he cares for you, and he loves you. No matter what you've done or said, he will always love you. Remember, every time you learn and obey God's word, you're becoming unique and unforgettable, just like chicken and waffles. I'll see you next time.